This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Sometimes a seven-year-old can say something that is so profound that it literally shakes you to the core and it makes you think about things in a little bit different way than you thought about it before. You know, we all know that when you eat something, it becomes part of your DNA, literally part of your DNA. You eat a Danish, you eat a donut, you eat a salad, whatever you eat, those molecules break down, they become a part of your body. That's how life works. And we know that whatever becomes a part of you, eventually, if you want to burn it off, you want to get rid of it, you got to work hard. You got to go on a diet, you got to exercise, and you got to make sure that you burn off that fat so that your body becomes a new body. But so long as you don't, it sticks to you, it becomes a part of you. Now, that's basic. We all understand that. But if you look in the Svarim, the Svarim say that, in fact, it's not just on that, on that one of our five senses. It's the other senses as well, the senses of smelling and hearing and seeing and touching, that those receptors that we have and they bring information into our bodies it actually becomes a part of our spiritual DNA. So when you see something, when you hear something, it actually becomes a part of you. And then it takes a little bit in a spiritual sense to cleanse yourself from the things that you've seen. Now, recently I went with my family somewhere in New Jersey to this place called like Wild West Town. And essentially it's this mock-up of a village of what it look, used to look like back in the 1700s, 1800s in America in the Wild West. So you show up and we're walking around and you got the saloon, and you have the horses, and you have the mailboxes, and it's really interesting to see how the town is able to, you know, how it functioned hundreds of years ago. So I'm walking around with my family, and in the middle of everything, there's a shootout. This is what they used to have in the Wild West. So their horses come running in, and the sheriff come run, comes running out, and these actors are all shooting at each other, and the horses are running, and it's, it's you know, it's a party. And we're standing off on the side with everybody else and we're watching. And it was like a little scary for the kids, but okay, we got through it. And one of my kids said, you know, this is a little scary. Maybe we could do something a little bit, a little bit tamer than this. So we said, okay, no problem. Let's see what we can find in this little town. And they were offering these stagecoach rides. Get onto the stagecoach and they take you a little bit, a little tour around, around the town. So no problem. We pay the fee, we get onto the stagecoach, and it starts rolling around the town. Simple ride, sitting on a stagecoach, horses, what can be better? It's really quiet. All of a sudden, in the middle of the stagecoach ride, this guy jumps out of the forest, and he starts shooting his gun. And he starts yelling and screaming, Hands up! Give me all your gold! Everybody, hands up! I'm going to shoot you! Give me all your gold! And everyone on the stagecoach, like, you know, okay, very cute, hands up. And obviously, the kids started getting a little nervous. And I whispered to them, don't worry, this is just, you know, this guy's just an actor. He's just faking. You don't have to worry about it. Okay, the stagecoach rolls on. And this guy, you know, he goes, oh, nobody has any gold. All right, you know, the rest of you, you know, keep on going. I'll wait for the next stagecoach that has the rich people. And we're rolling down the road. And my seven-year-old turns to me and he says to me, Daddy, I don't understand, was, was that guy a thief? So I said, uh, no, he, he's just an actor. That's his job. His job is to show you how it used to be. It used to be dangerous out in the Wild West. So he, he's just an actor. He shows you what it used to look like. So he's processing the information and he says, wow, so 
He's not a thief. He's just a regular guy who lives around here. Yeah, he's just a regular guy who lives around here and he's just pretending to be a thief. So he says, I don't understand something. Why would this man decide that he wants to get his head into the head of a thief? Like, why would he spend his day pretending to be a bad guy? Like, why doesn't he pretend to be a good guy? Why does he have to be, why does he have to be pretending that he's a bad guy? Like, why doesn't he, why doesn't he become the good guy? Why does he have to pretend to be the villain? And it, like, struck me, like, I didn't even think of this whole thing. I'm just riding along. Okay, it's cute. The guy's an actor. He's hands up, you know, everybody give me your gold. But a child who hasn't been exposed to guns, to shooting, to thieves, it strikes him as odd. Like, why in the world would somebody want to live their life through the eyes of a person who we don't look up to, look down at them? And I was like, wow. My son, Baruch Hashem, has sensitivities that throughout the years, we don't look at it that way. We're just like, oh, it's cute, the guy's a thief. But he's not really a thief, it's not a big deal. But he's so sensitive to thievery at this young and impressionable age that he's like, why would somebody expose his mind to the mind of a person who you shouldn't be exposing your mind to? And that blew my mind. I was like, whoa, that's incredible. I never thought of it that way. And there's, there's this amazing idea that I believe really strikes a chord on three different levels. It's the idea of sensitivity in marriage. And I do a lot of, a lot of sessions with couples who are having various levels of marriage trouble. And one thing that I notice is it affects marriages 70 to 80% is this idea of like our default move when it comes to, for example, a conversation. You have a conversation with somebody. The first move, first move somebody has when there's a lull in the conversation, this is the first move. Uh-huh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I was just, uh, I just got a something, a text, an email, something. Something's going on. We have this like fixation on technology that almost never, ever existed ever in the history of the world. And I'm not even talking about the bad side of technology. I'm talking about the fixation that our brains are not fixated on a person anymore. It's fixated on a device. That's our default move. So many spouses come here and they're like, in the middle of talking of like the most critical parts of their lives, their relationships, they're like, our marriage is not going to... husband's like... I'm sorry, I'm really sorry. Just, I got a text in the middle. Can we put this aside for a minute? Can we have a face-to-face conversation? Can we talk about what's really going on in your life? This idea of being fixated on something other than what's so critical. Your spouse. On a date, who would pull out a phone and be like, yeah, you know, this date is like really important to me. I'm making the most important decision of my life. But like, I just got an email from work. You just got an email from work? You're making the biggest decision of your whole life. At work, in a job interview, who in the world would pull out a phone and be like, oh, I just got an email from my friend. I'm just checking Instagram. I'm just... Who would do that? Nobody. Because the thing that you're engaged with, the job interview, your date, is so important. You would never, ever, ever risk it by pulling out a phone. But we become so desensitized to that 
a little bit later on. Once we feel a little secure in our relationship, we're like, oh yeah, uh uh-huh, yeah, 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 it's so important, yeah, I see what you're saying, oh yeah, beautiful, oh, look at this funny thing over here. That's not funny. You're, You're engaged with the most important person in your life. We have to resensitize ourselves back to the beginning of our relationship, where our relationship was, you are important. Davening is important. A job is important. And because of that, I don't take out other distractions. I focus. I focus on the thing at hand because that is my main and only priority. And I think that that's like the marriage side of things. On the other side of things, there's two levels. The one level is that every person, almost every person, we live our lives where we've opened these floodgates of senses that are just constantly bombarding us. The things that we see, the things that we hear, it's on a non-stop basis. Non-stop. And I'm not talking about the bad side of things. I'm talking about just that middle ground. Just every two seconds getting another clip, another video, another email, another WhatsApp, another Instagram, another Facebook. It's non-stop. We live in the information age where on the tips of your fingertips, on, on your fingertips, you literally can have more knowledge or information than President Reagan probably had in his entire administration. I mean, you can, you can access anything. I'm not talking about the bad side of things. It's the fact that our brain is constantly inundated with information. Oh yeah, a lot of it is not appropriate. Oh yeah, but it doesn't make a difference. But you know what? It does. It does. It's like it's like going to a buffet and you're eating a salad and it's great. But then you're also eating an egg roll and you're also eating a Danish and you're also eating some salad and some fruit and then an egg roll and a Danish. You're like, why am I gaining weight? The answer is really simple. Because the things that you're attaching to your DNA are not all great. A lot of the things that you're attaching are things that you got to cut out of your diet. Every one of us, if you take one second to pull out your device... And delete one app. Just take one second. Delete one app. Take, take that one person in your life who keeps sending you things that you know is inappropriate. That one group that you know is inappropriate. Just get rid of it. And I want to tell you something about a year ago. About a year ago, I was giving a class in Arnava. And I said this idea. And I said, we have three minutes to the end of the year. How many people here can pick up their phone and just delete something right this minute. Log off of something. Get rid of Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever. Something that you know is hampering your growth. And I cannot tell you, walking down the street, going into Shabbatones, conventions, various things where I attend, maybe 150 people came over to me within the next few months. I want you to know, I deleted this. It changed my life. This video is going to end in like two minutes. Take the initiative to delete something from your spiritual diet that is going to improve the rest of your life because you're not going to have things stuck in your mind, in your sensitivities, in your brain, in your ruchnius that is going to hold you back. The third thing is very simple. A lot of people surround themselves with great role models and a lot of people expose themselves to terrible terrible marriage influences. Take a minute and think to yourself, what kind of marriage do I want to have? And then go ahead and attach yourself and surround yourself and eat Shabbos meals and Yantif meals and get friendly 
with people who relate to their spouses in a way that you would be happy if your spouse related to you and that you want to relate with your spouse. And I guarantee you, if you do these three things, if you recognize that the things around us, some of them are not so great, delete them, cut them out of your life. Get that role model who's going to increase your sensitivity and go ahead. Recognize that when you're talking to your spouse, your spouse is literally the most important person in your entire life. Don't take something in your hand that is going to jeopardize that relationship. And it does. It dampens the connection between a husband and a wife and a wife and a husband. When you take something that takes your eyes off of the prize. And if you do this, I guarantee you that this is going to increase your marriage beyond your wildest dreams. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.